0: All living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is
1: real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hello, welcome to The Podcast Is Real. I am your host, Grounded Geek, also known as Jeff. It's usually I'd say that the other way around. Uh, but we're so glad that you are here Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, if this is our finale episode of the season. Our season finale is finally here. Uh, we, I, we've had so many great guests this season. I think we're finishing it off with a, a phenomenal guest. We're glad that you're here with us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to get right into it today. I'm not even going to mess around. We're not going to take a lot of time. I'm going to bring in Utah. I'm going to bring in Aaliyah and... Uh, <laughs> You can, as you can hear, Utah has something going on here. Tell us what it is. What you got? <laughs> are you okay, you sound a little, <laughs> a little asthmatic.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I. There's something in my throat. There's a. Okay, here we go. Now, um, a lot of people talk about Darth Vader for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, why. I don't know why that um, is. But it's, so I thought I'd bring out from 2014 San Diego Comic Con the limited edition Hot Wheels. I was gonna say.
1: It says Hot Wheels. Is there a car? So there it's a is. lightsaber hilt, Darth Vader's. Yep. And when you open it up, the Darth Mobile is inside. The Darth is Mobile. Is the Vader Mobile.
0: The Vader Mobile. Yeah. So yeah. So That's I don't cool, know why man. people are talking about Darth Vader. Yeah, it's a big oh, big topic the, right now. Oh, what what's that? You want the green one from like the number one, the Marvel Comics issue one of Star Wars? Okay. So last year. Oh they did a limited edition green one because on the number one issue of Star Wars Marvel Comics, Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, he was green was for green. Strange reason. That's so funny.
0: So there you go.
2: That is yeah. So cool.
1: Awesome.. So, cool. Yes. Yeah. Now so, the circle is complete. Are you guys I mean this is our last episode of the season, which I feel like we've we've it's 29 episodes so far this season. And I feel like uh, we've come a long way. Now you feel like this is two seasons now? We're going to take a little break over the summer. We're going to come back in August. We've already got like some great guests lined up. For august mm-hmm. people are clamoring to get on the show i don't know why it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it gets around yeah they're not clamoring i've been clamoring <laughs> after people who have said yes that's how it
0: works uh, like but, a cemetery people are dying to get in <laughs>
1: that's true oh. uh, but tonight, tonight <laughs> we have an awesome guest uh he is um he is a writer an actor a professional wrestler and uh From uh, All Elite Wrestling And he also has a short film out uh, That he has written and stars in And uh, we're going to show the trailer And then we're going to bring him on the show Here we go He gets promoters to book him in hotel rooms With the
0: girls At that point it's almost a given
2: If you're a girl in this business It is what it is
3: You're a fake wrestler, my dude, not the goddamn sexist police. You remember when we started out and the vets would tell us to leave the locker room better than we found it? The
2: last thing I need is lose all my bookings.
3: I'm going to leave the locker room better than I found it.
1: Let me guess, you're filled up. that's it that's called heal and it's written by our guest tonight uh from all elite wrestling please welcome ryan nemeth to the show welcome
2: uh, hey, yay.
1: thanks for coming uh so i want to make sure hold on i got a technical difficulties youtube just kept playing stuff over there after we played that so i couldn't hear anybody <laughs> that's how they get this this That's is how right. this is typically how our show goes Ryan. This is not unusual. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad that you're here. Um that the trailer I don't want to get to talking about the short film here in a little bit because that the trailer obviously is very compelling. We, I had a chance to watch. I know Aaliyah watched it. Um so uh, did I. Okay, in Utah, yeah, we did not talked about it yet, so I wasn't sure. Um, very powerful, very, very good, and I do want to yeah. get into that. But before, uh, before we do, obviously, it's it's about wrestling. It features wrestling. Uh, you are a wrestler. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about what drew you to wrestling initially. Like what what was it about wrestling? What was your first also, experience? Uh, repping
3: Reping Cleveland Zone Saint Edwards Saint Edwards. Look at
1: that. Yeah.
3: So you, um, so, so you You asked how did I just get into wrestling At all in the first place that's kind of what you're asking
1: Yeah well I mean the, 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 like, prof- how, how how did it become Where you wanted to be a professional wrestler We're going to do this for a started. living
3: Well uh, it's sort of In in many ways like any other Profession but in many ways it's not of course But it, it is in that there is a path You know there's a few paths so if you want to Go to be a doctor you go to med school If you want to do whatever you know And there are wrestling schools so following uh college i moved to louisville kentucky to start training at a pro wrestling school called ohio valley wrestling that is where my older brother had trained to be a wrestler and that's where a few you know different wrestlers i knew came from and that seemed to be the closest one to me where i lived there's you know schools all over the country all over the world and that one just seemed to be the best one that was close and so i went there and um there's no guarantee that you'll ever make it anywhere in wrestling but Mm -hmm. i am one of the few that have squeezed by somehow so
1: So, i know and you mentioned your brother um uh your brother is also he's in the you're in all elite wrestling he's in the wwe you 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 actually were in the wwe for a little while there as well right? yeah yeah, uh, so I know that you guys kind of had a different uh, approach. I mean, you both. Uh, it seems like you both must have both wrestled in high school. I know your mm-hmm. brother went collegiate, but you 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 didn't go collegiate wrestling, right? Didn't you? You kind of no, went yeah, straight he into. This?
3: Just, he ended up wrestling for Kent State University, doing really really well, and then used that to get a tryout with WWE, and that's an, that's a great way to do it. And uh, my path was to instead play rugby in college because I just you know we didn't have a wrestling team at Xavier and I was more interested in doing theater and writing and live comedy and that kind of stuff so you know wrestling is very athletic based but it's also very theatrical so I was really hitting that side of it real hard without knowing it you know before I started wrestling and I was doing uh, a bunch of like black box theater productions i would do small parts in some of the musicals i would love i loved writing little short plays that we would put on and that's where i met our mutual friend bill garvey we we would do a lot of uh, comedic plays together there and it was i love that part of uh just life just being on a stage and performing And when you're in an atmosphere like that i'm just remembering how fun it was you could just write something and then a month later people are cast and like people are building props for something you wrote. It was kind of ridiculous, but like that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then as college went on, I started to see the progress my brother was making from like sort of minor league WWE system to getting up there. And he was at OBW, which was an hour away from my college. So I would drive down there on Wednesday nights, watch the small time TV taping that he was in and just think, wow, this is a lot more accessible than I thought it was <laughs> because Growing up, I thought wrestling was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan and like just gigantic arenas that I'll never, you know, but it starts somewhere else. You know, it starts in these smaller little places with 50 fans who are there every week to watch the people who will then be tomorrow's big stars. Wow. So he was kind of jealous of all the comedy I was doing and I was a little jealous (laughs) of all the wrestling he was doing. As time goes on, we end, we end up doing a lot of things together, you know, comedy and wrestling together. But that's back great. then, we're in these two parallel worlds. So eventually, I, I moved to OVW, started training there, and then WWE came through and had a tryout, and they they uh, plucked me out and took me to their place in Tampa. I started working for them. I had like three. I'm talking. To, did I answer your question, or should I keep going? That's so no, keep going. No, that's no, quite, no, keep that's going. No, no. Yeah, great.
1: yeah. It's kind of how you got in. It's this is the, interesting the stuff.
3: Yeah. Okay. So then I ended up wrestling in uh NXT. It was FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, which became NXT, which was WWE's smaller company. And that was a, a really fun three years, made a lot of best friends, had you know, learned from amazing legendary people like Dusty Rhodes and Ricky the Dragon's teamboat and oh cool. Billy Gunn. Just people that I wow. just looked up to forever. Yeah. Um Triple H and then uh, William William Regal, one of my favorites. And then uh, left NXT, moved to Los Angeles, and thought, I'm a little like, really want to get really hard into acting and writing and that kind of stuff. And spent a number of years there doing that. And then let myself get back into wrestling slowly, you know, with independent shows and smaller companies, smaller little tours. And then I kind of, sort of accidentally fell into All Elite Wrestling. I was going... I went to a TV taping of AEW to celebrate the birthday of my friend's kid. My friend had passed away, who was a big major player in AEW, and I thought it might be nice to go say happy birthday for his child, you know, he, his, uh, his wife and his son. And while I was there, the owner of the company said, Oh, Ryan, while you're here, do you want to have a match? And I said, Well, sure. And then uh, <laughs> he, the next day, put me on their main TV show against one of their top good guys, like heroes. is <laughs> awesome. Kind oh, of oh. wild. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're in wrestling, you never go to a wrestling show without bringing your gear. So it wasn't like I just had to wrestle in my jeans. You know, I never, I did not expect to have a match, but I thought just in case you always, it's just burning. Always your brain. have your gear. They yeah, Always have it. Yeah. You don't want to be in a situation where I would say, well, no, I can't be on national TV tomorrow. I didn't bring my little shiny underwear. Sorry. (laughs) And then they just, he kept bringing me back week after week and then eventually made it official. So I'm very happy to be part of the all elite wrestling uh, family.
1: That's awesome. Now you mentioned, you mentioned uh, some, some legends Uh, Obviously, that you learn from Dusty Rhodes.
3: I remember remember watching. I I try to name all of them, but I can't. So as we, oh, I'm sure. There's just too many. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I remember Dusty Rhodes from when I was a kid. Like I was like he was in the uh, well, it was like the NWA back then, which is not the not the rap group, but the wrestling, Um, (laughs) right? Which was kind of the uh, a little bit of a competitor for WWE. Well, F, F then at the time, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, I was a huge fan of Dusty Rhodes. That's so cool that you were able to to work with him. The reason Ooh. that I
3: really valued working with him or working for him is that he really, really, really hit so hard the dramatic and theatrical aspects of it. He would always say, "We're not making wrestling; we're making movies," and that is yeah. just burning mm-hmm. my brain permanently.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, so you mentioned like some of the, you know, uh the rock and uh we were talking with Aaliyah. She remembers the rock and stone cold. She's not a, done a lot of wrestling uh <laughs> in the past, but what, what, who were some of the ones that kind of were the big stars that you kind of grew up looking, looking, looking up, up to, to in wrestling yeah. or, or, or well, was rest, was professional wrestling part of your
3: childhood also? It was definitely part of my childhood. All of my, buddies. The kids my age loved going to the live shows and of course, you know, doing the moves on each other in the swimming pool or whatever. Oh, yep. of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I only watched WWF. I did not watch WCW ex- until my friend Tim once a month would get the pay-per-view event. So I would go over his place, have a sleepover and watch it. And every time I would watch that, I'd be like, who are these people? And, <laughs> I knew the other company, but once a month it would be like this endless NWO people and you know, all these different wrestlers. Um, and the video games, of course, are fun. My older brother was just way more obsessed with it than we ever were for sure. Like he, he was five years old and said, I'm going to be a pro wrestler someday. Definitely. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't really, I, I'll be honest. I didn't say that until I was, you know, 20 probably. Um, <laughs> but I grew up, I tried to resist stone cold cause I, I didn't want to be like everybody else and everybody I knew was like very much Austin <laughs> yeah. 316 guy, mm-hmm. but eventually you can't resist it eventually you just realize he's the greatest you know yeah he's amazing <laughs> everything he does and says you that's, want to cast the break you want it you can't deny it yeah yeah
2: that's who i knew that's if you <laughs> ask me who's a wrestler, don't call steve austin that's that's <laughs> it yeah. and then you also the like Gunner. yeah <laughs> um, yep, <laughs> who yep. was uh who was the guy that had like his own tv show i feel like i remember that he had like the, the handlebar mustache or something Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That now one, that yeah. goes back.
1: That's again, that's now we're talking about up. my childhood again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, Utah and I are old enough that, you know, I was watching uh, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and wrestling yeah. in the first WrestleMania and all that Iron Sheik, uh, yeah. you know, Nikolai Volkov, you name it, those guys. Hey, uh, I'll uh, say that Ricky when, Dragon.
3: When I started getting into training, I realized that everyone else training with me knew a lot more of the moves than I did. And it started to hit me that I was paying attention to the whole other part of it. Like I was paying attention to Jake Roberts dumping a snake on somebody. Mm, I wasn't, I wasn't like memorizing the figure four, you know, like, so that became very clear to me. Like that's what really stood out to me back then as a kid, those kind of things. Like, you know, the, the beer truck shooting on everybody, (laughs) Kurt angle wearing wigs, you know, but not the actual (laughs) moves. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think my favorite
1: all time, was uh rowdy roddy piper back in mm. the day yeah, um, oh, yeah. Awesome. He, he i just absolutely loved him he used to have his little little tv show interview show and stuff like he was the best um, but of the ones that we've mentioned and the stuff that you you know again that you've worked with you've watched you've seen who in your opinion who do you think is uh is one of the greatest uh that you've seen uh wrestling like who's who's who do you think is the goat if you can say i am.
3: I have two all time favorites and one of them I think passed away before I was born, but the other, the other one I did not directly work with ever, but I hope someday in some way I can. So the first one is Andy Kaufman. He's like my all time favorite. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Because again, I kind of, you know, my brain goes the other direction of he's not he goes the technical. theatrical side. yeah, And the he's comedy
1: acting. you're, I know that you're into that. Yeah
3: he's a, and he's just tricking everybody. I love the idea that you can you can kind of deceive all of your coworkers even that you know. That's not, that's he was genius. He was genius. Yeah, top level. Genius. Yeah. And my second more in the, you know, actual wrestling department, Kurt Angle, I think, because oh, he's an Olympic champion for real and he nice. was just So amazing athletically in pro wrestling and also extremely, extremely entertaining. I think he just, within one year of starting pro wrestling, became one of the best wrestlers all around ever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I saw
1: saw him uh, eating breakfast uh, outside of Pittsburgh one time. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my Kurt Angle story. He, he came <laughs> so, in and I'm like, holy cow! Look at the size of this man. And then I realized it was Kurt Angle. He's huge.
3: <laughs> I saw Bill Murray eating pizza one time in Chicago, and I just thought, I'm not gonna bother. Him. But there he is. Yeah, there he is.
1: It's, it's it's great. Those kind of sightings are the best. Yeah, you don't want to. I didn't want to bother him either. He was with. I mean, I don't know if he was what? with his family or. You know, the I crazy thing, was-
2: thing is. <clears throat> I probably could have had a whole conversation with somebody and not even known if they were famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't even know that you were talking to somebody famous. That's funny. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. One of the, one of the uh, most important parts other than the technique and the wrestling and the throwing snakes on people, what is the, um, is the, the mic work, right? So, uh, Oh doing yeah. The cutting a promo. Um You know, I know, you know, I used to love whenever, you know, The Rock would do a promo like I feel like he was just um, well before I have a question for you about that. But first of all, who do you think is who is kind of like 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 your your idol as far as working the mic? Like, who do you try to who would you like to emulate?
3: There's a lot of those. It depends. Andy Kaufman definitely is one of my top favorite ones. You just remember him <laughs> talk about like the soap, introducing clean hygiene products. So, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> he was um, the best at that. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, definitely. Um, Ric Flair. Like oh that. yeah. My brother's yeah. done a few good ones. Um, Who's the one I just saw that was pretty well? Hey, maybe Ric Flair. Ric Flair is kind of very specific, but I think he was extremely influential. In, yeah. Maybe in terms of influence, but in terms of cadence and wanting to cheer along with and like really help punctuate as a fan, like probably Stone Cold. Sure. Yeah. Look, we can find good things in everybody here. There's too many. I, oh, That's of true. course. That's true. Of course.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll just, I'll just, for the rock, I'll never forget when he asked, uh, you know, uh, I forget, I forget the exact words, but he's like, what do you, what do you think or whatever? And the guy starts to say, nobody, can- <laughs> nobody, nobody cares, cares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like the way he would like, like you could tell, like, you know, matter. the people yeah. that talking to him had no idea he's going to do the things <laughs> that he does. <laughs> so when you ha- have, you had to, I mean, if you had to cut some promos, like what was, what was it like doing the first time that you had to kind of take the mic? Oh, first uh, time were you ahead. nervous?
3: I was terrified. It was in, and this is after years of years of doing like student films and live theater, live improv comedy, sketch comedy in front of just, you know, you're just gonna bomb or not, who cares? But it was at my first tryout at, at OVW and the trainer there who is Rip Rogers, if anyone is listening to this, who's like a massive wrestling fan, you'll know who that is. But they said, okay, go up there and tell us why we should uh, let you start training here. And I just, <laughs> I was so, confident. <laughs> the, whole, the whole drive to Louisville, I'm like, I got that part of it, no problem. And as soon as the camera goes on, you just go blank and just start rambling, you know? <laughs> 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 Just start saying words, repeating yourself, like you feel the <laughs> sweat and your eyes start to um, water. That um,
2: <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Do you
3: remember? Yeah. Um I think I just started listing things I'm good at, maybe. <laughs> awesome. But I that's think yeah, I started like bragging about like college rugby like championships and then I don't I don't know what else. And then I eventually thought, man, time is really bad. This is only one minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this is over. Please let me leave.
2: <laughs> Get yeah. me off of here. That's all I got. One one of the best parts.
3: Time, but the very first one was very challenging. I'm sure you have to do the first one. You have to just suck real bad.
1: Just (laughs) Yeah.
0: You kind of have to get it, get through it.
3: Tell me a little bit
1: about your first, the first match you had to do in front of an audience, right? You've been training, you've gone, going to school for this. Like what was that like your first match in front of an
3: audience? First match. I didn't think so. I was training a week long and then going to all the shows and helping build the ring and just kind of being uh security around the ring and just being the mix but not really wrestling and the first time I had a match I didn't know I was going to have a match and it was a surprise and I was very bad I think <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but uh, I, when I don't think this is the very first match I had but one of the first matches this is a PG show we can't say bad words right on this show I mean, PG-13, I can always bleep it out when we go to Apple. I'll you know? just imply <laughs> what the word is. So I remember just staring at my opponent, blank face, just completely clueless in the middle of the ring with TV cameras on us, and he's waiting for me to body slam him. And I I just clearly forgot what was happening. I'm, you know, just stage fright. Just <laughs> what, is, what am I doing? I'm wearing underwear and boots. Like, what is this? <laughs> and he just screamed in my face, body slam me, you a-hole really loudly (laughs) and then I just went oh yeah and I pick him up (laughs) that's awesome and then then the match continues and I watched that back I was just terrified to watch that back you know and the commentators uh, (laughs) were they kind uh, they were very kind yes Jim Cornette was one of the commentators and he is a very scary man who has a temper (laughs) he was also in charge of writing the TV show you know running the whole company ah really nervous that he was going to be just be like, what are you doing out there? But he, <laughs> he, he just thought it was so funny. You know, he's like, I heard him, I heard him yell that and just, I had to cover it up, but I'm, you know, make it sound like, oh, he's dazed from the impact of the punch or something. You know? Oh, <laughs> nice. Know. Good cover. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're a team in, in the wrestling production. Everybody has a, their role and commentary is one of them, but man that's that was just so humiliating i'm embarrassed thinking of that right now. <laughs> if, now if i if that happened these days you know there's ways to cover it up i would do something else i would grab some, you know put the guy in a hold or something but was, right. i just stood staring at him just like <laughs> that's just a complete idiot well, well you, you were
0: a rookie at that point right so you yeah. didn't have the you didn't have the knowledge and the tools to to cover that up
3: i had no business being in that match but jim Cornette just thought that i was uh, had a muscular body and was handsome and thought you'll be, we'll just put you on TV right away. And I just thought I can't, uh, I don't know how to wrestle yet. And he just did not care. He would, just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> he threw That's you to the wolves. Funny. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> now, I know that you guys uh, travel around a lot for a lot of these different events and things mm-hmm. like that. Have you gotten to go anywhere exciting as uh, either when you were with WWE or or now with AEW? Yeah, uh,
3: mostly in WWE. I was traveling around Florida and Georgia. So that was not that exciting because I, I was in NXT. And at that time, we were mostly just traveling Florida. When I left WWE, I got to go to Australia two different times to wrestle. And that was so fun. Oh, I cool. To, oh, that's yeah, cool wombats and kangaroos On days off they would take us to like wildlife places and that was so so fun wow oh um and then in aew i've been to a number of cities this one's gonna sound like not an exciting city but i love aquariums and that's that why i love the city we went to baltimore last month i think huh. and love right away too. i was like what's to do in baltimore Oh, the national aquariums here i'm making like almost the whole day there I got and I paid extra to get the secret uh the shark um oh, behind the shark thing yeah what does that entail like well bugs. you get to go stand on a catwalk above the where all the sharks live in their giant tank and the um tour guide will tell you the names of all the sharks all their personalities how they get along how they're fed you get to go in the kitchen and see how they prepare all the food I was in heaven I thought it was just the coolest thing ever so so my most exciting city so far is Baltimore. I guess. That's cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Leah, and they also choose—they also choose somebody by straws to, to push somebody <laughs> into the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Luckily,
2: well, I volunteered. Luckily, it wasn't you.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, have,
2: I have volunteered. Yeah, only because I—I I don't know. I feel like. Just once in my life. But let me just scuba dive for something. Just do something <laughs> insane. Say,
0: just once in my life, let me get bitten by a shark. I
2: thought <laughs> like, going no, with that. Like- <laughs> no, because I hear that they're actually very docile. Like, they don't just... I'll
3: tell you, Aliyah, there's one thing that I can recommend you do. There's this um, citizen science group called the Vermilion Sea Institute. And I went two times with them to Baja, Mexico. And you get in the water with the whale sharks and you help measure them, take pictures of oh, them. Oh, and-
0: those are cool.
3: Do so you keep like they do every summer? They keep uh, records of you know which ones come there, and what and how long they're there, what they're doing, how big they've grown. So, I, as a non scientist, I'm just hopping in the water with a little mask <laughs> on and snorkel, taking pictures of 30 foot long sharks, measuring them with a rope, and then kind of swimming alongside them. And it's so so cool, it is really intimidating, but so amazing, so fun. Wow!
0: Yeah, and whale How? sharks are very docile. They're, like, nice and sweet. And mm-hmm. just. But their mouths cool. are,
3: like, six feet long. Yeah, they're... Oh,
2: like, they what was of- the- oh my God. Sorry, I get excited. <laughs> no, no.
3: Wait, so what are you going to ask? I'll tell you everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, when you... You're prepping for this, right? Like, you, you probably... Are were you scared? Like what was going through your mind before you? Would- I was scared
3: that not of the animals, but of that. I would just drown or something. Mm,
0: that's, <laughs> that's, that's a fair fear. Yeah.
3: That's fair. I thought We're going to be in the middle of the sea of Cortez and everyone with me is going to be just amazing swimmers. I'm okay. I can like float, you know, <laughs> but I got, I, I did it. It was fine. They, then I realized there's like little kids there too. And I thought, well, if they could do it, I could do this.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's I can't even float. I can tread, I can rarely tread. Well, no,
0: no, everybody can float,
3: Leah. Yeah, I'm
2: telling you, I don't float. Sometimes
3: <laughs> when you're in there and one is just swimming past you, it is like a bus is passing you underwater, and and oh. they don't care about people. They're not they're not annoyed by or interested in humans at all. So. Mm-hmm sometimes you'll see a giant mouth coming towards you like this, like sucking oh water. and they don't care if you're in the way, you just have to get out of the way real fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. They have, they always give the whale shark the right of way. I think that's uh that's a rule. Yeah, that's idea. pretty much it. Yeah.
2: Okay, I have so many more questions, but now, we'll just keep going.
1: <laughs> now you mentioned that you, you got to wrestle down in Australia. So, and what I found, so, I was in Germany in 2018 in Frankfurt. And funny story, I was staying in a hotel with other WWE wrestlers. (laughs) I had no idea that WWE was so popular in Germany. Like, there were fans just filling the lobby... And actually your brother was there and I, I saw him walk through the lobby, you know, with the fans. I, I was going to say, Hey, do you know, Bill Garvey? You ask. <laughs> but that was like, you know, like he was just, he was like in the zone, you know what I mean? Cause the yep. fans are there. And I was just like, I was just like, look, you know, watch them. Um, yeah. but Bobby Lashley was there. Um, I think Sasha Banks, nice. I can't remember there were some other wrestlers at the time. Um, but yeah, in Australia, did you run into that? It's like, is it, is it, are the fans just as crazy about it? Oh, as yeah, they are
3: here? yeah. Outside of the US, um, it's so crazy because they're just waiting for years for a major company yeah. to come by. And so when they do, it's like a humongous event. Even when I, I went with a very small company to Sydney and Melbourne and whatever other Australian cities, we were not the WWE. We were not a large company, but they still, there would just be thousands of people at these shows. And like, wow. Trying to find out what hotel you're at, you know, of course. So when (laughs) WWE comes, it's it's gigantic ordeal. Yeah. Right. And we did our pay-per-view event for AEW in Vegas last week. And the fans are all staying at the casino hotel that we're all staying at. So like in the morning, (laughs) if you want to go get a coffee somewhere, you just have to be prepared of like, okay, I have to walk through possibly 2000 people who are going to want a picture. Wow. So that can be tricky if you just waking up in the morning, like, you know, there's designated times that that's going to happen. But when you're living in the place, that's when it's a little not pleasant sometimes. Sure.
1: Sure. Understandable. Yeah. So did, did they, do did they camp out in the lobby? Like I said, in Germany, there was at least 20 fans oh, yeah. literally in the lobby, like just all waiting. day. Yeah. And then even, even after, like we watched the wrestlers leave to go, uh, to, um, obviously I wasn't working at the conference I was supposed to be working at because I was watching the wrestling <laughs> lobby, but no, I, um, uh, we watched them like they were taking them somewhere to like, uh, like work out, you know what I mean? And like yeah. warm up yeah. and get, you know, and then they came back for a while and then they were going to the actual venue and, you know, they had a big, cool limo truck out there and everything. <laughs> but these, these people waited the whole time and then they took them to the, to the venue, the event, the people didn't leave. Like they didn't they didn't go to the event. Like they didn't have tickets well, to the event. They, they were probably just, didn't have tickets, right? Them. They didn't have it tickets to really so interesting. I was I just mean, like I was they were there. Most of them were there like late into the night until they yeah, came back. Pretty,
3: I remember when we would fly into Jacksonville for during a lot of the pandemic, we were just only taping in Jacksonville with no fans, kind of really closed off. And fans would wait at the airports. I would arrive, you know go to the airport at five in the morning and there would just be a team of fans with action figures waiting i mean they're not waiting for me but waiting for other wrestlers <laughs> and uh i i just thought like there's got to be like something else to do at five in the morning than just camp out at the airport <laughs> camp out, waiting wait for your like that's sleep yeah yeah well, be, I, I, like i don't want to be here right. what you five in the morning sure
1: <laughs> i mean part part of me understands at least when i was a kid like i was i was a rabid wwf fan as a kid like hulk hogan was my absolute hero i had a hulk hogan birthday cake one year there's there's i have this picture of me scrawny little arms in a in a hulkamania, hulkamania muscle shit shirt. <laughs> and i've got the the um Hulk Hogan, they actually like put him on the cake, like the decorator, like drew him on the cake. <laughs> oh, and wow. uh, yeah, I was just I love that stuff I was so into it. So back then, like if I if my if I could have convinced my dad would never have he like, you're kidding. We're not going to go stand, you know, stand in front of a hotel and wait to see somebody. But then they also didn't come through where I, where I grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. There's was, there wasn't a whole lot of big events coming through, through that little town. But uh, yeah, I guess I can kind of understand if I had been able to as a kid. Um, But now I, you know, I mean, I was definitely impressed and excited to see them in the hotel I was staying in. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I would like make the the trip. Yeah, (laughs) well, definitely not to Germany. Just, (laughs) but I mean, uh, there
3: there is a rational way to go about it, and then there's just lengths that are too far, and that's when you become it's into bizarre territory. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a little obsessive. There's There's definitely a spectrum.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody, all the fans were very respectful. Like they didn't like go crazy or try to, you know, like touch them or, you know, they just stood there and watched them go by and smiled. They signed some autographs, you know what I mean? They got some things signed. They were really cool about it, but yeah, it was just, it was, was kind of interesting. Have you had anybody ask for your autograph? Like, like do you get autograph hounds? Uh, no, what, yeah, yeah. what was that That's like for the first time that happened?
3: For the When that was first happening is when I was just a security guy at OBW. So I thought... <laughs> I'm not you for all you know, I'm not even a wrestler, but they just but it was in their town, anyone involved in wrestling they think will uh, be nice. famous someday. So they want to get ahead of it, you know. Sure.
0: Sure. Basically. So some somebody out there has your autograph from then. Yeah. could be worth something.
1: It's probably on eBay right now. <laughs> be. I, I bet it is. I, we, yeah, we should In fact,
0: to... I think I paid way too much for it. It's right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm just remembering now a very unpleasant one in, in Australia. This, this kind of annoying kid came to a, an autograph signing we did. He asked me for a bunch of photos. And then he said, would you hold this sign and take a photo with it? And I read the sign. and it was it was some bizarre demented joke about how roman reigns is a holocaust denier and i said no i don't think i want to be in a photo with this sign you know i I know him he's a good guy and also this is just a very weird thing to ask somebody and i mean black and white yes or no of course i'm not going to take a photo with this insane sign you produced here also i don't think it's that funny also you've already got a lot of pictures you know like you, you should move on to the next table. But this kid yeah. wouldn't get out of here, you know? And oh, wow. security wasn't really doing anything about it. So there was a moment where he kept trying to like hug me and force this sign into a photo. So I think I like eventually grabbed him and just kind of tossed him over the table and, and said, Security, get like, do something, you know? That was very unpleasant. I'm sorry. Wow. That's de- wow. You know, it can get. Oh, that's fascinating. It can, get, no, fascinating. It it can was,
1: get, you know. I can imagine there's some that people that take it too far.
3: Yeah, yeah, so when fight. people say, "Oh, you know, they're just internet trolls, they're harmless." Well, sometimes the internet troll is a real life troll, you know, and it is yeah. a real
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, apparently you have to watch out for me too because I remember as again, as a little kid, I I must have been like 11 or 12 maybe. Oh, did um, you get thrown over a table, Jeff? No, but but I did something really <laughs> stupid, right? So we we were in Florida. I mean, there's tons of like there's there's these Uh, You know, a lot of wrestling, uh, you know, kind of smaller Mm -hmm. independent, you know, wrestling uh, down there. And my, uh, my stepmom's dad was really into it. And he knew everybody right at the arena and all that kind of stuff. And got we were front row, right. And I didn't know any of these wrestlers. Cause again, I'm watching WWF. It's not, it's definitely not Hulk Hogan's not coming out. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I knew, I knew based on the reactions that everybody, you know, who the heels were and who, you know, who we're supposed to, you know, kind of root for. And I was swinging this shirt around, like, you know, that I had gotten this t-shirt and oh no. uh, whatever. And one of the him, heels him- <laughs> goes by and I swung it <laughs> and actually hit him with the shirt. And, he stopped and turned around (laughs) and I thought I was, I thought I'm only going to be 11 years old and that's it. I'm not going to see any, I was so scared. And and my, my step, my my step grandfather, I guess he would be, um, and my grandma, he's like, you don't do that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. The guy just like, but he was, I mean, he gave me a glare, um, totally in character too. I mean, I don't think he was actually going to do anything back. If you're 11, it's, think, all, yeah, it's, it's all, yeah, You real. think it's over, right? The guy's yeah. coming across the, the metal uh, bracket to get me, um, but yeah, so. Oh, there, I did. I there's stupid fans everywhere, <laughs> and I'm one of them,
0: <laughs> but. Way anyway. to go, Jeff. That's a yeah. solid. Way to go.
1: It was. I should have. I should have done it. But you see it all the time, too, right? In some of the events on TV, you see uh, people who, like you know, reach out or they jump in. And I always wonder, like, some of them get thrown. Some of the wrestlers get thrown over the the metal barrier into the audience and stuff. And I'm like, that's that's brave. (laughs) That's you know,
3: a a fan ran into the ring on TV at AEW last year to try to attack Chris Jericho, and I think he what. Swiftly taken care of in a pretty serious way. Oh, That's, wow. And then uh, a few months ago, someone tackled someone hopped a barrier and tackled Seth Rollins at WWE. And they uh, tackled, tackled Seth Rollins R- every, <laughs> every once in a while. It's never a good idea because whatever, no matter what wrestlers or security is around, they are going to very, very aggressively and physically subdue you because sure. they don't know if you got a knife they or know. <laughs> Right? There's no yeah. I'd like to know. Uh, who uh,
1: besides one of you Could tackle Seth? Could tackle Seth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's a big dude I mean if he's, he's just Walking to the ring yeah, yeah he wouldn't ride. Right no, if, if, if he silly. wasn't if he was,
0: If I, he didn't see it coming Yeah
1: I, w- I would not I mean I don't even know Who would be stupid enough To attempt that Because like you said Like if Seth If you know if you don't get him down right away, like he's, you're, you're done for. <laughs>
3: yeah. Also, even if you do, there's no good outcome. Everyone's no, gonna right.
1: Go. Yeah. You're going to get, yeah. yeah you're, especially be, if you're uh, not in the ring. you're
3: going to get possibly sued and arrested, but oh definitely hurt. Or very hurt. Yeah.
1: And, and probably banned, from banned. the events. I would Life imagine. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's that crazy. Terrible. Well, um, now you mentioned one of the things that kind of, uh, before before wrestling and uh, still, obviously, it was acting and writing that you had done in college. Mm-hmm. And you've recently, uh, you've been doing some acting. We saw you uh, take on the flip-flop fairy uh, on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's my- seen that.
0: That's one of my favorite, one of my favorite clips, Ryan. I got to tell you, yeah. it was great. Oh, I, I wasn't going to
1: bring it up, but then Utah mentioned it right before, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll say something about it. But <laughs> come on, man, it's so funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, threw, he threw Utah right
2: under the bus. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Well,
0: come funny. on, the flip flop fairy. It's
1: pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, but I, but now you've also written uh, this short film, Heal, which we watched the trailer for a little bit yeah. earlier. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. I know you crowdfunded to to make sure. that.
3: Um where did you know the inspiration come from? And tell us a little bit about the production of that. Well I was doing a lot of independent wrestling at smaller companies at the time, living in LA, and I had uh made some smaller things, writing and did a little bit of acting, and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel commercials, a couple of small movie roles, some small T V stuff but I did, I felt confident that I can now create things on my own without a large budget if I had to. But then I thought, man, if I could put together a, a sweet budget, I can make something real nice. I have a good network of, uh, you know, camera people, directors, I can write, um, you know, uh, okay. So I like many, uh, creative endeavors. There's inspiration from real life, you know, and I had, found out some pretty upsetting things about uh, people in wrestling that I knew along the lines of the awful topic of sexual assault. And it became real apparent to me that it was just way more prolific than I had ever known. And so I took a step back from all wrestling and just thought, I don't really want to be involved in any part of this that's like touching that thing that I know is going on. And it's a little paralyzing and helpless because there's nothing you could really do just hearing things, you know? You can't, I, so people often watch this movie and be like, oh, so why didn't you just do something about instead of making a movie? And I'm, You can't, you know? You, 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 I can't just go make an announcement, hey, here's what uh, 11 or 12 women have all told me in confidence, you know? You can't. But for for a variety of reasons. They don't want you to. You're opening yourself up to legal problems. You're, you, there's a, a litany of reasons you can't do something like that. Right. So what you do is create a fictional piece of art that addresses that topic that hasn't really been addressed in that uh, world and hope that it generates some kind of conversation. Maybe it will embolden someone to speak up who is involved in this. Or we can shine a light and expose, you know, the, the shitty people doing this stuff. So that was my goal with making this, is that I wanted to give a voice to, you know, victims of this. Uh, oh, did I say a bad word? I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. That it should not be no, that's fine. fine. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's So that's I, fine. I wanted to address sexual assault at, in independent wrestling, which at the time was something I just started kind of really hearing about and it really was hitting home so hard. So I said, I'm not doing any more shows and I'm gonna make and write this script and see if I can do something in in this way. And then we shot it and the pandemic happened. And then during the pandemic, a lot of people who were kind of either victims of this or friends of victims, somehow connected to it, all started speaking up very very vocally on Twitter and in, in other ways. I think because the pandemic, there was no wrestling happening and these people just thought that no one can bully me anymore. No one can uh, say, if you say something, you won't get, get booked on shows anymore because there are no shows. Screw it. I'm just going to start right. talking." So all these people, these voices started, these stories started coming out. And I thought, wow, this movie I'm making, I thought was going to get maybe get me blacklisted from wrestling forever. Actually, maybe not. Won't. It's going to help this movement a little bit. And I think that it has. Yeah, I really went into it thinking... I'm going to be exiled from wrestling because I'm going to say, you know, what are you, you're, you're inventing stories about these people you love or something. But it, the speaking out movement sort of happened during the pandemic, which yeah, was a great thing. And I'm glad that this could contribute to that. So we, yeah. we submitted to festivals and it's been in so many festivals around the world. It's won a bunch of awards. And uh, I'm super proud of it and really appreciative to every single person who backed it in the crowd fund and everyone who worked in the casting crew. We made a point to have, um, I don't know why we sat on this percentage, but we we said 80% of people involved in the film, casting crew, front and behind in front of the camera. We wanted to be not just straight white dudes, which I was pretty proud of. So... Uh, we wanted women, people of color, and, and just basically not me for most of the production of the film. <laughs> which I was pretty proud that we were able to do that. That's fantastic, yeah. uh, and, and it's it noticeable all be, all too. What would you say, sorry?
0: It's noticeable. Just in the cast alone, it, it, yeah. You know, I, I noticed that it's very diverse, and I, I even recognize some of the the people in the cast. But to hear oh, you say, cool. like to, to say hear that. you, yeah, to hear you say that, you know, you purposely, you that was your intent. Uh, makes it all that much more significant. And uh, I thank you for that. It was
3: really, yeah, well, yeah definitely. Thanks. Some people give you a hard time about it and say, Oh, you're just doing this to do it. And I, I'm like, Well, yeah, we are because if not, it's not <laughs> because it, yes. yeah, it needs to be it done. It needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I made sure I wanted Maggie Levin to direct it. I, want, I wanted the story to be told through a woman's eye. And I love the stuff she makes. And she has such a rugged, like, kind of rock and roll, visceral way of of, uh, depicting things on film. And she, I said, would you just read this script I wrote, you know? And I just wanted to get her feedback on it. And she said, Hey, can I direct this? And I was like, Oh, that's not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, oh, my oh, that's great. <laughs> wow. And it was the final short film she made before she started doing features. So I felt, I felt pretty cool about that.
0: Yeah, That's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. Wow. So what,
1: what is your, I mean, obviously beyond the, uh, social impact that it's making. And I'm going to put a link to this uh, listeners, podcast listeners in the show notes so you guys can
3: check it out. Oh, it was it's finally free- able to be uh, publicly consumed without. Yeah. Anybody- yes. Anyone. Yeah. Can watch
1: it. It's on Vimeo. So we'll put that link in the show notes. Um, what are, do you have other plans for it? Like, like, do did, was there ever any hope that maybe you could make it into a feature? Like, you know, tell more of the story or is, or do you feel like that's the story that you want to tell? Cause it's, I mean, it's very well done and, and uh encapsulated uh,
3: but it's a lot yeah. i have always uh you know it's it was 32 pages and with i cut it down to 12 pages i cut out 20 pages of to make it oh wow wow and then in editing it we i think we had a 20 minute cut and then we were looking at it and watching it and we just felt like there are kind of extra storylines and side stories we just don't need. So anything that wasn't the immediate, most important thing with them, the single storyline, we kind of trimmed out. So there is a world in which it's a, it's a feature length film or a series and I'm open-minded to that. But I, if, if what happened, if, if all that happens is what we got out of this, I'm like so happy with it. I just want the most people possible.
1: That's awesome. And I know I, uh, I, I, how hard was it or did you have any, a give, given a hard time by your brother nick to make sure that his part didn't get on the cutting it. room floor <laughs>
3: <laughs> there, there was one hard thing with his schedule because i was i knew that he he was on raw at the time and that's monday nights so we filmed it in a, th- a three-day shoot and i was like okay come on this day and then suddenly like a week before oh actually i'm free this day instead and i was like okay, so don't worry. We just have to rewrite the entire schedule and arrange for <laughs> the people around here, but no problem, you know? <laughs> but I do remember once that was finally set, our AD was like, he gave me the shooting schedule and he had Nick on Monday. And I'm like, dude, you you can't, he can't come Monday. He's like in a different city on TV Monday. Like I told you, you know? So even there were just, there were hard parts of getting him in there. Yeah, I was <laughs> Yeah. Like oh, you- we were supposed to shoot it a few months earlier, but Maggie got hired to direct the feature film for Blumhouse and Hulu. So that was that was like awesome news. But I was like, oh, I hope this um, doesn't mean you're out. Right. So we just had to delay it till November, I think. But it all happened. It's done. We got it done. It yeah. happened. Got it done. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: you and absolutely it really, should be proud. Uh, yeah, and I'm not just uh, just you know saying this because you're on a show. I was I was really it's really well done i mean people should check it out like it's just some of the i mean the cinematography the direction
3: uh the writing i mean it was just really good thank so, you very much um, so many amazing people helped make that happen if you do check yeah. it out be warned that there's uh sensitive topics and language sure. you know yeah there's no uh, there's nothing depicted that is very graphic but you know it's it's topics.
0: discussed somewhat yeah the subject matter is yeah you know, heavy Little trigger warning. It's a very very powerful short. Really, Mm -hmm. really, really well done.
2: I will definitely say that as as a woman, uh, I was not expecting it, you know, because I went in not knowing really what it was about. And so um, watching it, it was, yeah, it was gut wrenching a little bit. Because you don't realize, um, you know, especially for kids or people that might have looked up to WWE, WWF or whatever. (laughs) I don't know all the terms, but just Mm -hmm. people that looked up to like these figures and then to kind of maybe think like, is this something that, you know, they've been doing? Uh, It can it can be gut wrenching, but. Um, yeah, as a woman, I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for that because it, that needs it definitely be needs to be told and uh, to maybe know how prevalent it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that you had a, fem- a female director, you know, telling it from a or seeing it from a female's eyes because mm-hmm. it's the ones that's enduring. Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, that review of it. That means a lot to me. You know, I wanted to to uh, to... this. There's no hero of this story, and some people watch this and I think maybe sort of miss the point, which is me. You know, I, mean, I wanted to make it very clear that the protagonist of this is not really a protagonist. I mean, there is no right answer for that character, so not doing any of the right answers for the rhythm. So right. Yeah, and that's one of the, the show. The whole thing sucks, right? When that's the, when that is happening, there is no happy ending, really. No. How could it
0: Right no, it's a very complex issue, and there's yeah. no easy solution. And you showed that really, really well in in, in the short film. It was really uh, the ambiguity of it. Um, really, really lends itself to the to the issue that you brought up it's really really well done again you should be proud it's really great
3: (laughs) thank you all thank you appreciate it
1: now I I know that another uh, issue that is um, close to your heart and and important is uh, mental health I know that you and some other uh, uh, wrestlers uh, kind of came out and did a video recently about that tell me a little bit about um, that the cause and that video uh, so we can tell people uh, what you're trying to do there
3: so, it, I, maybe it was the end of summer, summer. The sad news came out that a fellow wrestler, uh, Daphne, had uh, passed away due to suicide. And it really hit a lot of us pretty hard in, in AEW and WWE and all over independent wrestling. And I just thought, man, I got to do something about this. I don't know what it is. And I don't know what route... But I was just thinking back about heel, I thought, well, you know, I, I was very passionate about something then. I, I made that. Maybe I can't do, you know, something exactly like that, but I do something surely. I can. And I talked to our uh, legal team and crisis counselor at AEW, uh, a mega woman who knows. I want to do something about a video.
1: I think I lost his audio. Are you guys I think I might have lost your audio, right? Oh no. Were you guys able to hear or is it just me? I'll, I'll uh he went in and out for a little bit. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think I oh. How about what about right now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah,
2: I can hear you now.
0: We're on Verizon or Sprint
3: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Daphne, a wrestler, had passed away due to suicide and I just thought I really wanted to do something about this to contribute in a positive way. And I don't have all the facts and answers, but I know that I can, like, arrange them in a way. So I kind of just uh, asked AEW wrestlers, I said, if there's anyone who wants to go on camera talking about your struggles with mental health and maybe offer a nice message to that group. I lost them again
1: at the end there after is this just me. Or is it you no, guys? yeah,
0: no. I lost them after asking like other. It starts AEW to fade wrestlers. out, and
1: then yeah, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's a connection issue or. What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I really want people to hear hear what you're saying. That's the problem. So, uh,
0: yeah, we we heard we heard up to you asking other wrestlers if they had anything to say. I should just use shorter sentences, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Well, a little mo- start, little
0: pauses uh, in between.
3: I made a video and asked wrestlers to talk about their struggles with mental health and they were very happy to do so and AEW uh, was very happy with the video I produced. They put it on their YouTube channel, they put it on Twitter and they boosted it and it's I still get messages to this day and so do those other wrestlers about how impactful it's been in a positive way about mental health issues. So, Again, very proud of that, very happy that you know, Will Hobbs, Dax, Amanda, and, and the Blade, and everyone wanted to come, Vicky and him and their personal struggles. I think people like to hear that from people that they, they think are their heroes, but hear them talk about those issues, it's helpful, so I'm glad that they're all willing to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah, that yeah. speaks volumes to how prevalent the problem can be if you've got so many people so willing to speak out.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, and that's the problem, right? Like people are, like people who are having ish, issues, are sometimes afraid to seek help or to say something. But when they see uh, other people, you know, admitting that it's okay, right, to not be okay, like just you got to you got to talk to somebody, you got to get it out there. So I'm going to put a link to uh, to that video as well in the show notes because I think it's important for folks to you. You see.
3: That is cool. Yeah
1: um but uh i also know that you're a super busy guy uh you've got another show that you're doing right after this um uh so i'm gonna let you go here in a sec but i know that you also do a lot of other comedy you have comedy shows that you do in la tell folks like where you know what other besides wrestling where else can they see you and 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 follow you and find out more about what you're doing
3: well, I always post everything on Twitter and Instagram, and my name everywhere is Rai Nem, Nem So <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's an adorable little name that's easy to remember. <laughs> that yeah. is adorable. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm doing a show with Lady to Lady, which is a group of one, two, three uh, stand up comedians Tess, Brandy, and Barbara, and they. Put together a monthly show on zoom sometimes it's live sometimes it's zoom tonight it's on Zoom, and i am their resident hunk who has been with them for a couple of years now that's awesome and, that's uh, a great title yeah. i like it <laughs> I'm, I'm like the himbo of the group and i <laughs> am <about laughs> that. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so um,
1: you do so some live yeah, shows though too out in la or out?
3: yeah yeah we just did one in pasadena this past week which was really fun a lot of wrestling fans came so it was a big week for aew in la first time we toured out here and i am wrestling uh if anyone's watching live tomorrow night i am on aew's dark elevation show fighting fighting the death time, which is as scary as it's sounds.
0: <laughs> wow what a name
3: <laughs> and that's on youtube right That one will be on YouTube, yeah. So we have a lot of programming on YouTube for viewers around the world to watch. And then if you're in the U.S., uh, Dynamite and Rampage on Wednesdays and Fridays. Awesome. Man, thank you so much for making
1: (laughs) – yeah, there we go. (laughs) Thank you so much for making the time uh to be here
3: with us tonight. I really, really I get a appreciate dollar it. per follower, so thank you. That's great. Oh, here, hold <laughs> on. Let me, <laughs> let me
0: let me get my other accounts and follow too. You can unfollow and
3: refollow and I get a dollar each time. It doesn't matter.
0: Oh, does that count? Oh, all right. I'm I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: That's not real. I have some I wanna talk more about this aquarium. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right. We'll have Message to have you back.
2: Need- yeah.
3: Then they'll send a message to me, Aaliyah, I'll tell you everything I know about whale sharks and how to get involved with them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bet. There you go. Bet. Yeah.
3: Thank, we'll you. Have to have you, thank back you all for having me on here.
1: We'll have you back thank next Thank you, season, Ryan, just to talk yes, about Aquarius. Thank aquariums. you.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Have a good one. Uh, go to your other show. We want to let you, right. let you thank free. you Thanks all so much. Take care, Ryan. Good Thanks. luck to
2: you. We'll sit, talk to you again. Bye. Thank you.
0: Bye.
1: So that was Ryan uh, Nemeth from uh, All Elite Wrestling.
0: Uh, he's still frozen on
1: my screen. There he goes. He's starting to. <laughs> so we can't talk about him until he's totally gone. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, that's that was right. Ryan. The uh,
0: cage was behind him. He's fine. The cage just. Oh my gosh!
1: Back. Yeah, I want that standee. I totally do. Don't you? Like that's a life,
0: That's definitely Nicholas a life cage size behind him. That's definitely that's a life best. size standee. That's awesome.
2: I, I I should have asked him like why? <laughs> what what prompted you to get that. <laughs> What are you talking
0: about? Why wouldn't you? I would I would totally why wouldn't you get a Nick Cage stand up? The only question Aaliyah, Leo you should be asking is which Nick Cage stand up would you get? Would you get National (laughs) Treasure Nick Cage? Would you get Snake Eyes Nick Cage? Would you get Leaving Las Vegas Nick Cage? I would get Raising Arizona Nick Cage. Raising Arizona Nick Cage. I
2: adore that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Raising Arizona is one of the best. One of the best. Oh, he's incredible. Uh, that whole the
1: whole I always thought
2: that people viewed Nick Cage like Nickelback. Well, so he's got kind Sorta? of
1: an interesting reputation because what happened is he uh, uh, sort of like you remember we were talking about Bruce Willis last year basically in like 12 different movies mm-hmm. um probably building up a little retirement fund because he knew stuff that we didn't and he was going to need to take you know uh take leave of his career in acting um well nicolas cage did the same i think Kennedy i i, read, I saw too. him in an interview I, he had some debts things like that that he had wanted to take care of. and he made and he's like if if he at all liked the script he just did it right he, he just, do just made the movie and yeah. there's a lot of there's a wide variety of those movies and so some of them are really really fun and really good (laughs) and some some of them 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 aren't that great you know what (laughs) i mean but here's the thing i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it some of the movies aren't great but you know who's great in them he's always great correct i was just i was gonna say the movies may not be if it's cheese Like he's always great yeah and he adjusts and he can go crazy and be like just the nuttiest characters and then he can be the straight you know straight guy you know he can be funny i th- i actually think he's a super underrated actor because of all the because of that stringer films so that people have kind of made a joke about it yeah, like he's true. phenomenal i mean the guy won an oscar for crying out loud like he's, right. I, he's I mean, not he's no slouch like he knows no. what he's doing
0: Right. I mean the fact that you can go from leaving Las Vegas where he played the Alcoholic, right, Suicide Alcoholic and you can go to something else like The Rock opposite Sean Connery. I love that movie. Right. Oh another, my gosh. Another incredible Nick Cage movie. So fun. And then of course and then and then of course he's in one of John Woo's greatest films, Face Off. <laughs> Do you really with, think that's
1: one of uh, John Woo's greatest films?
0: Opposite, opposite John. Tra- it is. It pretty, is. Gr- it is pretty it is, good, but not. It is the most Hollywood John Woo film.
1: Yes, and it's very. It, it's it's oh, it's <laughs> worth watching for sure. It's, both both John is, Travolta and Nicolas Cage are famous for kind of chewing up the scenery. Put them in a and, movie together, oh, and there's, there's, no, no there's nothing left. left. There's right. nothing left. <laughs> These guys are just oh they're excellent it's so just anyway,
0: a bunch of uh, check yeah, out that movie
1: aliyah face oh off, my gosh face like off oh, is, okay. is
0: just it's just oh wow the yeah.
1: premise alone is ridiculous but it's <laughs> but it's so good it's so fun like it's just like it knows what it again knows it knows exactly is. what it is it yes and it's, it's, it's a little tongue-in-cheek it's a little a over little the top on purpose <laughs> a little right yeah <laughs> And people <laughs> criticize those types of movies, but it's like you don't get it. That's what they're trying to that's do. That's the whole they're point. Okay, with this. That's and the whole If you point. don't like it, fine. But that's what they were going for. Like they know it's mm-hmm. gonna like it's very like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Satirical it, take on stuff.
0: Yeah. It. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. It's just great. And like you said, when you've got John Travolta and Nick Cage, not only in the same movie, mm-hmm. but then they have to play each other. That
1: was yeah the best part. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Nicholas Cage was better she at is. playing John Travolta than John Travolta was at playing Nicholas Cage. As far as the, uh, I would agree, and with and that, yeah. Yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yes. Yeah. No offense yeah. to John Travolta. No, no, no. He did. I'd love fine. to get him on the show. Always. <laughs> Again, every every episode, I insult somebody <laughs> famous that <laughs> will never the,
0: come on our show. Now I always um, have to throw that caveat or disclose. No,
1: I love John Travolta. I think he's fantastic. Greece. I love Greece. I love Pulp oh. Fiction. Uh, Battlefield Earth. No, still go there, um but uh <laughs> did not like Battlefield
0: no leo no, Battlefield uh, Earth was a bad movie that's just bad
1: little, it's a little rough, yeah, um <laughs> anyway, not even john travolta <laughs> could could make it better so. mm um yeah so anyway moving on uh we've totally reversed the show this week because we had our guest first and we're still talking right so hopefully you're still listening um especially you know if you're out there in podcast land
0: um but i i I hear you guys uh you guys uh visited and took a little trip out to sandusky did you guys we did so
1: uh i got to go to to fan expo and see utah (laughs) One of the very few uh, post-pandemic—I say post-pandemic—still happening, but you know, it's what I mean. still kind of happening. Post, yeah. post the time when people are able to go things, yeah. yeah post lockdown, that's better. Um, at Fan Expo, we you know yes. took a picture behind plexiglass with William Shatner. We did. Uh, I know we, to- a, we, saw, uh, we totally missed an opportunity plexiglass there with John DeLancey. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, we, it was a lot of fun, and so. But yesterday I got to uh,
0: be go to a different con
2: with Aaliyah. And it was so much fun. Tell them where we went, Aaliyah. Uh, we went to Colossal Con at Kalahari. I was lost for a little bit. <laughs> In the
0: con, outside the con, on outside the way to the con. Of the, trying
2: outside to find a way
0: from the parking lot. Yeah, it's a
2: little... <laughs> yeah, from it, the parking Kalahari's
0: lot. Kalahari's kind of kind of a large
1: <laughs> it's campus. It's spread out, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, But for my first con, it was, honestly, it was amazing. Like, to see so many uh, people dressed up and just expressing themselves in this very creative way. And, like, it really made me want to potentially... (gasps) Were you going to potentially cosplay? Yeah, it made me want to consider potentially cosplaying. Um, Cosplay uh, is fun. Cosplay looks like... It's like... The one place, and I kept saying this to Jeff, like this feels like the one place where people can really be their most authentic selves and know that they're not going to be judged for it. And like just a very safe environment uh, where people could just come and enjoy themselves. And uh, I love that.
0: They're they only be, be judged they if
2: they, they enter their the most, contest. They can oh, be their most right.
1: authentic selves being... Someone anime. else, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it, and as far as cosplay is be... concerned, I, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've, I haven't been to a ton of co- cons and I've never been to San Diego. You can speak to this, Utah, but of the cons that I have been to, there are none that are as, have as prolific a cosplay uh, attendance as Colossal, like almost everyone. It's like, it's harder to find people not in costume than it is to find people who are there are so many and it's just really neat it's really neat to see
0: yeah i think colossal con is kind of known for the anime cosplay especially and uh i think the fact that number one i i think you're right i think a large much larger percentage of the attendees at colossal con are cosplaying because mm-hmm. that's that's like one of the one of the few places um in the midwest where you've got you're given the space and the time. So many photo op opportunities. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cosplayers go to ColossalCon to, you know, get sessions with photographers so they can have the commissions and the photos to, to sell and sign and whatever else. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, San Diego, I think um, just because of the sheer size of San Diego Comic-Con, the percentage of people in cosplay is much less, yeah. no doubt. Um, but I think that that cosplay density is pretty amazing at colossal con because like you said you you know you're just looking around and um almost everybody is in cosplay i mean there are times where you could be like oh that person oh that person isn't a regularly dressed he's actually cosplaying as a regularly dressed schoolboy <laughs> from an anime i'm sorry i i didn't mean to yeah i'm not that familiar with with that anime but cool okay um
2: yeah and that was the that was the great thing like i was able to see so many different I, I told jeff i was like i thought i watched a lot of anime but i know nothing like i have seen nothing compared to these people here like just it was phenomenal it was very phenomenal That's uh, so great to hear and, and as the day got like went on it just got progressively busier
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you because guys were just, there on saturday
1: yeah I mean, the, yeah. the, that's usually the,
0: the busiest day. Right?
1: Parking was all the way out in the grass when we went to lunch. Like it's, oh, wow. it was all the way wow, wow, starting wow, wow, to go wow. around the building. In fact, they, when we came back from lunch, they tried to direct us around. Someplace I better not else? say this because what if they're listening and then I know what I did. But um, they tried to direct wanna, yeah, us. We, to we, the, <laughs> we just followed the traffic and they were trying to direct us into this field and I'm like, no. no, you don't understand. We got to, We have to be like, we're, we're over there. Like I'm, you know, I'm like, we're press. And I'm like, and so I told him, I'm like, I have equipment and I need to, to go around front. And he's like, okay. And he sent me around. Now I didn't yeah, have but, equipment. It wasn't a lie. And right? he was like, oh, you're not going to find any parking over there. <laughs> I know. We found someplace even closer than I was parked when I got there at 10 AM. Right. But anyway, that's people, funny. I mean, people come and go, but the funny, yeah, but I did have equipment. It was all in one backpack, so I didn't necessarily need to. <laughs> he, he, they but, didn't need
0: to know the quantity no. of equipment. It's just no, the fact but, that you had equipment.
1: Yeah, we, but we were, uh, you know, to be fair, we were kind of, we were in a hurry. We needed to get back. We wanted to make sure that uh, yeah. uh, we got enough, that Elia had enough, uh, you know, experience because she had to leave uh, slightly earlier than I did. So, uh, oh, no. but yeah, it's really a good time
2: oh yeah i i did i had to leave because i had a um a prior engagement and do a, yeah one of my friends was doing a poetry event but for the the con i am so glad that i got to experience that like especially for my first one just so it so. was a lot i'm not going to not <laughs> going to lie especially like it after, really after, overwhelming yeah after it can post- be term. Post quarantine, sure. still trying. Yeah, to you're get going from the, one end to the
0: other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like from no people, know, everybody, all the people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know how you guys are now with like being in a very high social environment. I'm like, Fan is- Expo
0: was was a little bit of a. Usually, I'm fine at cons, but Fan Expo. Um, Was my, it might've been a little bit of a struggle for me, but once I, once I saw John Delancey, everything was fine. Well, I
1: mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we had a great time, but what, two days later, uh, I, I had COVID. Right. Yeah. Yes. Thankfully, I'm vaccinated. It was very light. It was not, uh, you know, very bad at all. But that's still a thing. I'm grateful that that was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm grateful that my struggle was not as hard as some other people's have been. But uh, you know, still, I would like to have not had it. (laughs) um, Yeah. And now, now that we're so, uh, literally, was a thought. Like I'm at Coloscon thinking, uh, you know, I'm. I wonder if I'll be sick again. You know what I mean? This week. Uh, Like, who knows? There's just a mm -hmm. lot of people here. So
0: anyway true 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 so Aaliyah. so that's your first con um i need to i need to hear about first con did you get any commissions did you any have any purchases did you get anything signed oh i did talk to anybody i need to hear all the stuff
2: hold on i need to get the
0: purchase (laughs) the
1: purchase i figured you'd be wearing it on the show tonight
2: I thought I I thought about that right, but again, I don't have air conditioning. Oh, right, right,
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs>
2: hold on, hold on. Let yeah, yeah.
0: Can. Go ahead,
1: take
2: your time.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. We're not live or anything. Don't worry about no, it. Yeah, I know
1: just kidding
0: um no it's not Uh, like jeff and i jeff and i won't have anything to talk about we don't talk at all we're not talkers exactly
2: (laughs) um and i turned off the camera it was perfect while she's she's doing that or did you already do it Uh, Uh, she's she's in
0: process right now
2: yeah it was very quick very very quick very quick process
0: (sighs) let's see let's see
2: hold on i'm a little slow here you're gonna have to explain for our podcast
0: right so oh Oh, it's it's a garment a piece of clothing Yes.
2: Jeff uh, and, or Jeff, Utah, you do the commentary because you're great. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, wow. Great. And as we see here, she's holding up what looks like a very nice red. What is that? That's not a kimono, is it? No, that's, uh, oh, it kind of, look at that. Oh, it's striped. It's red with black pinstripes. Very lovely. Looks very comfy, but also looks a little warm. Oh, well pleated too. Oh, <laughs> and it's got buttons on there. Very yes. nice indeed. Uh, and, and what kind of liner? What kind of, is that a cotton liner?
2: That's is. nice.
0: That's nice. And oh, are they snaps? snaps.
2: Oh, they are snaps. Very and convenient. It has Pockets. A
0: pocket. <laughs> oh, see, sold. That's sold. the most important thing. Pockets. Yes. That is beautiful. So that's not a, that, Kind of looks like a kimono. I mean, you, we pattern. Out a kimono,
2: but it's not a But kimono. it's not. A, it's
0: not. A, it's not a kimono. But it, it's, it's. It's got similar. the same kind of sleeve shape. It, it's probably very, has a specific name, right? It's very. I can't looks,
2: think of what it's called exactly at this current point. In is mind.
0: there a name on the tag or just a no, price?
2: No, um, just the price. Okay, just the price. Yeah, um, I purchased it, in case anyone is interested, Please from do Tangerine tell. Mountain Garments, and they get them imported from Japan.
1: <gasps> nice. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. Tangerine yes. Mountain. And I
2: can't think of what it's called. Um, I know it's not a kimono, but it's...
0: It's very kimono-like. It's got the same sort of uh, sleeves, but uh-huh. it's buttoned and pleated in the front so you don't have to wrap around. It. So that, that looks very comfortable. It almost looks like a modern, contemporary interpretation of a kimono. Just the fact yes. that it has pockets makes it very modern and contemporary. Yeah, but I love you know, that it has a pocket. In ancient Japan, they don't th- even think they had a word for pockets.
2: Oh, and it comes... <laughs> it Actually, it probably
0: did. I'm just kidding. I'm not... <laughs>
2: it does yes, come 28
0: words per pockets it
2: does come with the belt
0: <gasps> it does have a belt
2: it does have a belt Very and nice. she did put me together and i believe jeff has a photo
1: well i have a photo of you paying for it oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was
1: like this is it's Elia's first con purchase we need to we need to we need record to this totally um, so you, I think you're just like from you know, like the waist up with the lady, and you're giving her a credit card. And I took it so that it's close <laughs> enough. Uh, if you zoom in, you can see. You your can credit see card the credit number. card number. I
2: wrote and, it down uh, the I'm
0: kidding. I'm playing.
1: Huh, don't do um,
2: that. I need to pay it off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it was uh, Klaus con was was a good time. Uh, we had a little little snafu. They were supposed to get us um, some interviews. Um, Long story short, they didn't. It's uh, it, it was a little bit of a snafu with uh, their oh, no. administration and whatnot. Um, but and they tried to make it right, uh, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out. But we still had a great time mm-hmm. uh, seeing everything. Uh, after Leah left, I stayed uh, and got some good footage of the cosplay contest, um, which is in two parts. They have a uh, they have presentations. They're like skits or dances or musical numbers and things like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And then the walk on where everybody just, just walks, walks on, does some poses, gets photos yeah. taken. And then, and then the judges give out the awards and stuff. And yeah, uh, I'm going to put together uh, a video of some of that, uh, at least some of the highlights. So that make sure you are uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel so that you can um See that when it comes out, so that's going to be fun. Uh, my daughter uh, entered the contest, so it was cool to see her up there on Very the stage cool. doing that. Um, she did not dance or sing, um, but so she just did the walk-on thing. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. And uh, it, oh my gosh, the, one of the one of the winning cosplay was uh, a woman as Ivor from uh, Valhalla from Assassin's really? Creed Valhalla. Oh. And it, was Was phenomenal. I I walked all over that place trying to catch her and find her after the because I wanted a picture so bad. And I had seen her around during the day, you know what I mean? But we were doing stuff and so I didn't, you know. But then you know she went especially when she won, I was like, I want to I mean she even kind of looks like Ivor. Like it was just perfect. Like she's just really and she crafted everything in the costume. So uh it was just it's phenomenal. So um yeah, I didn't get a close-up picture, unfortunately. So, um, but it, yeah, cosplay a big part of Con. If you if you haven't been before, they actually have events. In, uh, you know, even if you're not here in Ohio, they have them in uh, the Poconos. They have them uh, Wisconsin, uh, in Wisconsin. There's a couple co- couple of them throughout the year. Um, obviously, back here at Kalahari next year. Uh, it's usually Juneish,
0: Juneish, Julyish time frame. Oh, so. is ColossalCon, like affiliated somehow with Kalahari? I don't know, know. There is a there's Kalahari in Wisconsin. Wisconsin.
1: I have no idea. They may have made a made a contract deal or something. You know what I mean to have that their would conference make sense. uh at, at different ones but yeah. Right, I don't right. think the one I don't think there's a Kalahari in the Poconos that they're doing. But Oh,
0: I don't know. No, uh, I don't know either.
1: Anyway, good times. A lot of fun. Anything else yeah. you want to share about that experience, Aaliyah?
2: Hmm. <laughs> um there was amazing art I will say that the the art that we saw was just like—I
0: bet—it
2: was incredible. Like the different styles, I really wanted to get some art pieces, but I'm like,
0: they're
2: a little expensive. They (laughs) they
0: can be—they can get expensive. Yeah.
2: That and when we went back
1: finally to oh yeah, the yeah, as you said, it got busier and busier throughout the day. People By the time sold. we went back, they literally had a line to get into mm-hmm. Artist Alley, going around the corner wow. of the, in the convention. Not outside, but in the convention right, right, center, right. all the in way the down. Center. and we didn't realize what this line was for. We just we're walking past all these people, like yeah, what looking for. And then we get to the door of Artist Alley, and it's like, oh, they're waiting to get in there. And That's why like, yeah. yeah, we don't have time uh, for this, unfortunately. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Because you, so. it was not too much longer that you were going to be taking.
2: But it. I am glad that we got to go in and view it earlier. Oh yeah, in the day. No, there's some f- great least, stuff in there. Mm-hmm. At least see it and get. Um, I did get some some of their cards or take pictures of their good. Instagram, so that way good, I can, good, good. you know, check it out or purchase prints or yeah. support them however we can. But yeah, nice. and yeah,
1: yeah, cool. In, so fact, is, in fact, send me the links to some of those and I'll share them in the show notes, too, so that we can give some shout outs to some of these artists. Okay. They're really good. Yeah. So
0: is going to another con in your future, Leah? is that something that you would consider after this
2: this experience? Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think that if, you know, maybe as a world gone geek group thing, we could all cosplay. And I think that it would <laughs> it would uh, motivate me to be a little bit more disciplined in the area of cosplay. So. Interesting.
0: Oh, so what, interesting Would we do it as, Would
2: we do a group costume? Or I, or I feel I feel whatever? like she's
0: hinting, she's implying what? that it should be a group cosplay what? of some sort. What would yes. that be? Three? I'm trying to think. What, what 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 could it be? What could it be? The three um, Stooges? <laughs> three Stooges? No no,
2: no, 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 no. It has to be something no, cool. Like some that icons stu- 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 are cool. How is
0: the, th- How is the three suges not cool? No, I love it. Come on, they're both. Like- <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe c- Jeff and I, c- I can be uh, Velociraptors, and Leah can be a, a Jurassic <laughs> Park employee, wrangler. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. um, <laughs> only fun.
2: if I get to drive the jeep. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh I've cheap.
1: Huh. Last time I cosplayed I was Hopper from uh, From Stranger Things Stranger Things and you were sheriff, and you were sheriff Hopper. She, we had just shaved our heads for St. Baldrick's. So just mm-hmm. I was a bald hopper, but uh, you know. Well, but you played. But <laughs> yes. we but we got our picture with Millie Bobby Brown doing it, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's
0: and, great. And I mean you you were kind of foreshadowing Hopper. Exactly. There's, I yeah, mean, so.
1: that's true. So, I, I was mean, Bald Hopper before Bald Hopper. Before Hopper. Hopper.
0: Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm i just not like, that one was easy to throw together. And I did it because I knew that Rachel was going to be 11 because she had shaved her head. So I was Gosh, like, I well, wonder, then I wonder, I'll do something last so thing we can I go together. Yeah. <laughs> Uh <laughs> hmm. maybe Richard. Maybe Richard. Um, <laughs> Richard yeah, I don't the know the what Richard. I would do, but I, I think that would be fun to. to Richard go got his, so, his name
0: Richard because he's a dick.
1: So there's more. <laughs> there's more uh, opportunities uh, coming up. Uh, Matsuri Khan <laughs> is an anime one. Aaliyah. <laughs> Down we lost. You broke Aaliyah. I wanted to talk about cons.
2: I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: there it is. It came out. She was trying to hold it back. <laughs> um, Not expecting
1: but, to say but, that. <laughs> if you're no, I wasn't either. I wasn't. Uh, yeah. When, when uh, since you enjoy the anime, obviously quite a bit, matsuri Khan is in Columbus. Yeah, that is a...
0: That's another one. That's a good uh, very, one, too.
1: Um, yeah, Libby ha- has gone there a few times and has really enjoyed that. Um, I don't think there are plans to go this year, but uh, that's in Columbus. I think the next one is in August, 12th through oh, the 14th. So Okay. Hey. Um, oh, no, that's also the weekend that we're at Odd Mall. I think I was going to say
0: there's something else going on that weekend. So
1: um, yeah, we are actually going to be at odd mall in in August. So you have that to look forward to. This is all coming after our little summer hiatus, obviously. I know Uh, there's a,
0: there's a smaller anime con called nine con. Where's that? After named after the cat that's over at uh, Lakeland community college over here on the East side. Okay. Um, And I, uh, I took simi and a couple of her friends out there when they were cosplaying as the new voltron which was cool oh nice um, um i didn't have my costume ready for that i had my costume ready for halloween though because i was space dad i had um the streak, streaky hair and, and a mug that said space dad because that's the, that that's what they called uh what's his name in in voltron the the old, the oldest guy the leader oh um, right I they, can't remember. In the new one? In the new one? Yeah, in the new one. They called them Space Dad. And so that's, I that's had the jacket funny. with the stripes on it and everything too. And I had the the the, the metal hand that he had too. Right. Um, but 9Con is pretty cool. It's much smaller, um, but there is, uh, again, um, a large percentage of people in cosplay. And it's funny because they also had, they had a made cafe there, which was kind of neat because that's a big thing in Japan where... Um, all the workers are dressed as, as maids and they serve you Japanese food and it's supposed to be very kawaii and cute. Um, mm-hmm. um but they actually had, they set one up there. Uh, and it's uh, also, I think it's free. I think it's really cheap.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's for well, free is good, right? Free is free good.
2: Is good. Um, free is good. Especially cause French fries at Kalahari was $8. Um, right? at, yeah. any
0: food or drink at any con It's not. It's it's crazy. Unless it's uh, what is it? Wild Buffalo, Buffalo. Wild Wings. No, the (laughs) Buffalo drink. The drinks where you can buy like the mug. Oh, wild,
1: yeah, uh, wild bills. They, um, they are at Fan Expo every time, and they sell you. It's it's not cheap. The this mug, right? No, but but. it's a very
0: nice mug. Let me
2: show. It's
0: actually it's actually like a metal like a metal stein.
2: Oh. Do you get bills. free refills? So, yeah. yeah. You get, yeah. So, you end you up pay, paying $20,
0: $30, 20 something
1: bucks, dollars. I don't remember, for this mug with, with root beer. They have root, special specialty root beers, colas, and, like, cream sodas and stuff. It's, like, their own recipes. This one, you know, comes with Fan Expo. It's a cool right. design. And, yeah. So, if you're going to be there all three days, this it's is, worth like, it. this is a no-brainer. Because right, yeah. you, if you buy a bottle, uh, a Pepsi, that's like what eight dollars. You have easily <laughs> in three days. You will have easily spent what it costs to get
0: this mug, yep. and yeah, and not have a cool mug. At the yeah, never mind. And 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 Leah, free refills, free So refills? you can have multiple mugs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but okay. uh, no, uh, yeah. When we had a, when we had a table there for Extra Life. Uh, we bought that and it's just like, I was going over there and getting, it refills. was a lifesaver. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I must've had, you know, maybe a dozen a day, right. Refill. Yeah, so it yeah, was yeah, definitely yeah. got my money's worth. Uh, um, I think
0: I got diabetes because of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So,
1: so real quick, just some of the other events that are coming up. So I was wrong about odd mall, by the way, odd mall is oh. actually August 20th and 21st.
0: So it's the weekend so after.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, and the plan is, to be at Odd Mall uh, on the 20th. We're going to broadcast, uh, we're going to record a show live there um, and then uh, air it or air it the recording Sunday night at seven because uh, we'll be back in August. Um, Andy Hopp, who runs it, he's going to be on our show the week before on the 14th. So that's cool um, and talk all about Odd And you can see how much he looks like Danny DeVito. And then. Um, <laughs> It's so funny. Um, it's uncanny. Well, and, and he knows it like, he, like oh,
0: literally he plays the very
1: it. first interact interaction that I had with him was bringing extra life to odd mall years ago. And he, and he said, just look for me, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, okay, uh, you know, where do you usually hang out? And he's like, just look for the guy that looks like Danny look DeVito. And when I got there, I'm like, there's Andy. <laughs>
0: mm, he looks like Andy DeVito. <laughs> I'm like,
1: that's gotta be him. <laughs> he's he's so not funny. lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be there uh, in August um, the 20th. The 21st, I will be doing a 12-hour Extra Life marathon. Oh, you're marathon. doing the table? Yeah, for uh, Dungeons & Dragons with Open Heart Games. Um, nice. The we'll link in the uh, uh, show notes for them because that's my good friend Carrington over there and uh, you should check them out. We're going to do 12 hours for Extra Life and then um, we are going to hopefully be at or uh, in September, we're definitely going to be at the Cleveland Gaming Classic. So hopefully, all again, God willing, we're all there, right? That we can all, you Correct. know, we don't have these issues, uh, you know. And, and as we get further and further, you know, into the future, that some of the this will pss, dissipate and not be quite as uh, nerve wracking. This COVID thing, um, yeah. but that's September 24th. We're going to broadcast live from there as well. That's a Saturday, and then that show so those are the only pretty much the only time we won't have our live show on sunday night but we will replay what we did the day before um in case you had didn't miss, or you missed it but that's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. including in-game. we're going to have a booth we're going to have uh all kinds of stuff so that's going to be fun gosh we're sounding, um, sounding professionals, right yeah that's going to be fun yeah and, we are um, <laughs> on uh, July thirty first, so this is during our hiatus, right? So this is our last show of the year, or of the year of the season of the season, and uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna take a little break. We got some other things we're gonna record in the meantime. Uh, we're also gonna take a mental health break from some <laughs> all the stuff that's going on, and then. Uh, but July thirty first, I will definitely be there. We'll see who you know who else can make it. Um, Neo Con in North Olmsted in Ohio. Oh. They, right. uh, um, it's a, a, a nice, uh, local con. I have been since the very first one, it was in a hotel, uh, and <laughs> they've grown to the sportsplex, you know, but it right, was, it in, was like, a
0: hotel. Now yeah, it's a sports really, complex. Like,
1: one small room in this hotel, basically, uh, like banquet hall. And it was so crowded in there. It was oh. clear that they were like, they could definitely grow. And they have, it, they, it's great. And they have a lot of great people there. Um, but good fun content, uh, Costume Contest, Rubber they City do. Cosplay usually runs that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So I think we may have a booth there.
3: And if mm-hmm. all three of us can make
1: it, maybe we'll broadcast live from there as well.
0: Maybe we'll do a special edition. Yeah, we'll see. That would but, be really uh, cool. Lot of, so we've got some things coming up.
1: and Oh, and, mm-hmm. the, oh, and then December is GalaxyCon in Columbus. I really, really want to go. So hopefully, and, and I'm working on press passes, so we'll hopefully be there as well. We'll see. That's in December, like the first weekend in December. Okay. So, again, that further out, the the more I'm hoping right. it's like things we subside- can all go right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers. Like we got to put that and hope for
0: that. And just we just it, 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 and it, it doesn't hurt the plan. That's mm-hmm. right.
1: Um, all right. So the last thing I want to make sure I mention, and, and I kind of already did, was uh, Extra Life, right? So I have officially kicked off my Extra Life campaign. We're trying to raise money for Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital through Children's Miracle Network. And we're doing that by playing games. And Utah and I have been doing this for many years. Utah. Uh,
0: at least 10.
1: Yeah, just got a, uh, a special oh, coin. I don't that, have it with me, um, but yeah. Over the course of the
0: years that we've been doing this, you've raised uh, more over than ten thousand dollars. Over ten thousand dollars, and uh, it was a nice surprise. Uh, thank you. Um, that's right. Extra Life uh, is handing out or sending out uh, challenge coins, um, commemorating over ten thousand dollars raised for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. So that was that's very nice of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like like I've said before, it's all about the kids. But you know, it, 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 it's a nice it, it's a nice uh, gesture to be recognized in such a way. Sure. So.
1: In fact, it made me jealous. Um, <laughs> so uh, it turns out I'm only about two grand away from that myself. I didn't, hey, I didn't that even that know so, that. Sounds like is, a
0: that sounds like a reasonable goal. This
1: is even, and this is officially my tenth year. So how cool would it be to hit ten thousand uh, on your tenth on year ten? So I'm working on it. We'll see. Um, I've got All some right. plans to try to to, try to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, obviously it's like, like you said, it, 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 we make kind of fun, like uh, competitions and stuff <laughs> like that out of it. But it really isn't, right? It is about the kids. All the money goes to the same place. It's helping uh, Child Life Services and other uh, things at Rainbow that insurance doesn't pay for. And mm-hmm. that uh, Utah can speak directly to how Child Life Services is, is life-changing at Indeed. Rainbow. Um, Well, I guess I can too. Rachel wasn't wasn't a child when she went there, but she still had a child life specialist who, you know, uh, just kind of made chemo bearable for her. Yeah. I didn't even think, I'm thinking, but your, your son was just so young and I'm sure it was just really, you know, hard. And so having them around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, yes. When, when your not even one year old son needs to have open heart surgery, it, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. (laughs) And And, uh, yeah, Child Life Services didn't necessarily make it less of a big deal, but they made it much more easy, much easier to, to experience. It was a much smoother experience than it would have been otherwise. And we can't, well, I mean, obviously I, I'm, I'm trying to thank them by raising money for them every year. Sure.
1: So if you're interested, uh, you can donate. Um, the link is going to be in the the show notes. Um, it's also going to be at our website, worldgonegeek.com. You can also um, – so there's a team page. Uh, our good friend Matt is on our team as well. He's also raising. Um, but make, make sure in? when you go to our page <laughs> to donate that you click Jeff so that <laughs> – I uh can reach that goal. I'm kidding I'm kidding. Um but yeah, we I would love I would love to see our t- the team like get uh ranked as well. Again, not because it's like clout or anything, but because that just means that, that we're doing That just means something. that much
0: more. It's just know, so cool. Yeah, that
1: I'm like, you know, wow, we're we're making a difference. Um but it's awesome to see uh that. And when I worked at Rainbow, I saw, you know, the benefits. I saw where they were spending that money and it was, you know what I mean, and that's where it goes. It all goes to to, to the patients. It's not something they're, you know, they don't run out and buy, you know, a new uh, soda machine for the cafeteria at UH, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. actually going to help children, so please do. Kimonos for everybody. Oh. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is everyone at UH wearing kimonos today? Uh, they're so comfy. It was a really great extra <laughs> life Look, here. Let me tell they you. Have <laughs> they have
2: pockets. <laughs> but there's only one pocket. It wouldn't work out.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right. Never mind. Well, so again worldgungeek.com uh, is our website our twitter is at worldgungeek instagram is at worldgungeek um, facebook is facebook.com slash worldgungeek tiktok is at worldgungeek anyway
0: there's a pattern here there's a pattern here we're at
1: worldgungeek <laughs> check us out on all of the socials get social we want to be sociable with you so um, we'd love to invite you to be a citizen of a World Gone Geek. Thank you guys so much for watching and helping us and listening to our podcast. Uh, It's been great to watch it grow and get more and more listeners as we go. We love that you guys are listening. Thank you again. This is our last episode in season um, two, season two. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of World Gone Geek. We'll see you guys Thank you, everybody. Thank you.
2: The Podcast is Real is a World Gone Geek production.